Welcome to Red Lips and Eye Rolls, the podcast. I'm your host, Katara McCarty. Ladies, you know how you feel when you have a bomb outfit on? Your hair is just right? You get a glance at yourself in the mirror and you think, yes, girl, you are slaying it today. But then you realize you forgot something? Girl, you forgot your lipstick. So you put your lipstick on and then all of a sudden you went from, girl, you cute, to a woman with a fierce attitude about to slay the day. Girl, that lipstick has you walking different, standing different, squaring your shoulders, and daring anything or anyone to get in your way. Well, that's what I'll do here at Red Lips and Eye Rolls, the podcast. I'll remind you to grab your lipstick, not only literally, but metaphorically, to put that lipstick on your soul. I'll give you tools to tap into your own unique power, build self-confidence, and go for the life that you deserve. It's time for you to stop looking for answers, acceptance, and love outside of you. Listen, it's in you. Stop living a life you hate and live a life full of power, your own power. So girl, grab your lipstick because you're going to need it. Welcome to episode 14, Stare Truth in Its Face. Thank you for tuning in again to this week of Red Lips and Eye Rolls. We have a good time here at Red Lips and Eye Rolls. I hope that you are enjoying the episodes. Man, we're on episode 14. And um, if you're enjoying these and they're meaningful to you and you're getting something out of them, I want to encourage you to share them with a friend or somebody that you think could benefit from Red Lips and Eye Rolls. And also, you can actually um, let me know in whatever platform you're in listening to this episode. You can actually um, leave me a message and you can leave a comment and you can rate the episodes and rate the podcast. So I'd appreciate you doing that. So this week, we're going to talk about staring truth in its face. Last week, we talked about our past and how it doesn't have to have power over us in our present. And um, yeah, this week, we're going to talk about looking at the truth of our lives, which is not always easy to do. Um, I'm a big Game of Thrones fan. Uh, Well, I don't know if I'm a big fan, but I'm definitely a fan of Game of Thrones And we are on, all the fans have been awaiting the last, um, the last season, which just came out uh, two weeks ago. And we've been watching uh, the episodes and it's been pretty exciting. And in the last episode, one of the characters said something very powerful, um, Sansa, for those of you that are Game of Thrones fans. Sansa said something that really stuck out at me. I actually got my phone out and wrote it down. And she said in uh, episode two, which was last week, she said the most heroic thing we can do is stare truth in the face. The most heroic, heroic thing we can do is to stare truth in the face. And that just leaped out at me. 
And again, I got my phone out. I wrote it down because I have been thinking about this uh, concept for actually a really long time now. It's come up a couple times with my coach and um, actually in some ideas that I have in creating some some other things. This this uh, this topic about looking at truth um, has come up quite a bit. And so when I heard the quote, I was like, ooh. Somebody try and tell you something. Um, yeah. So I felt like, oh, wow, there it is again. I need to write it down and I need to talk about it. So um, again, this episode's called Stare Truth in the Face. I think that most of us, I know um, I'm guilty of this. Um, we, and I've talked about this a little bit in previous episodes, how sometimes it's easier for us to make up stories Um, about our lives, um, about our past, about our present, um, to create these stories that actually are not true. Um, They may be sprinkled with a little bit of truth, but they're not true. And sometimes we do it to get through, right? To um, survive. Um, But there comes a place in our lives I believe we all come to a place, kind of a crossroads or a fork in the road, where we have to be willing to look at our lives and really evaluate what's true about our lives and really expose um, those areas where we have um, made, uh, kind of covered up the truth or made it not seem so horrible. <laughs> you know, like we, uh, we, uh, what did we do? Let's see an example. I'm trying to think of a metaphor. It's almost like, you know, I don't know. We just kind of covered it up, brushed it under the rug, made it not seem like what it was. And if we're really going to live this powerful life that I talk about all the time, this overcoming life, this flourishing life, this fulfilling life, we got to be willing to look at the truth and stare truth in its face. Um, If we're going to heal those areas of our lives that we so desperately want healing in, um, places in our hearts that are wounded and bruised, if we're going to really understand and access the power that we possess, and if we're ever going to rise above the muck and the stuckness of our lives, we have to be willing to stare truth in the face. We have to stop pretending that that thing that happened or what that person said or what that person did or that situation or that circumstance that left us wounded, we have to stop pretending that it was, um, or creating this story that it wasn't what it was. And we have to be willing to kind of pull the curtains back and take a good hard look at what that thing really was and really stare at it so that we can have the healing, we can tap into our power and we can rise. That's the goal, right? Is is for healing to happen in our lives so we can be the best version of ourselves and for us to access the power 
that we possess so we can be the best versions of ourselves and for us to rise above all of that muck and mud so we can be the best versions of ourselves, the best version of ourselves. We have to uh, really stare truth in the face. And so uh, just some, some examples in my own life that um, where I wasn't able to, uh, or stories that I made up. And again, I think I've talked about this in previous episodes, but some stories that I made up about myself. Um, one of them, a really big one was for years and years and years, people would say, oh my gosh, you were adopted. And, you know, they'd find out I was adopted. And I'd say, yes, yeah, yeah, I was adopted. And, and um, I actually was put up for adoption. You know, like my biological mother put me up for adoption. And I said that for years, like growing up as a, a young person, a child, um, as a preteen, as a teenager, as a young adult, I would say I was put up for adoption. And that actually wasn't the truth. Um, and I knew the truth. I had been told the truth. Nobody hid the truth from me. I just kind of made the truth look a little prettier. <laughs> I put a little makeup on her and I did her hair and I dressed her up and cleaned her up a little bit. And I presented her to people um, in a different light. And so I would say, again, I was put up for adoption when like many of you know, who have listened to my past episodes, the reality is I was abandoned as a baby. That's much different than I was put up for adoption. Because if you're put up for adoption, your mom or your dad or whatever, your bio family actually takes the time to find an adoption agency and goes through the process of filling, filling out the, the, the expected paperwork and going through the legal process of what that is going to entail. And so it's a process. It's not, um, you know, it takes time. And my biological mother did not do that. She had me, uh, birthed me, and um, left the hospital. It's a much different story, right? And I remember coming to a place in my life where I had to accept and actually stare that truth in its face. And I think many of us, I know the reason why I didn't stare truth in the face for so long is that it hurt, it hurt too bad. It was a truth that I wasn't ready to fully embrace and fully pull into my life. And until I was able to really stare at it, I was living um, an average life. I wasn't living at my best. I wasn't really living a fulfilled and flourishing, powerful life. And so I remember, you know, kind of my mid to late 20s being faced with this, like, wait a minute. First of all, I was like, that's actually not true. I just remember one day saying, wait, I was abandoned. <laughs> I wasn't put up for adoption. I was adopted. But it was through the foster care system. It was through, I was awarded to the state. I was a no-named baby. Now, that's harsh. 
that's a harsh reality to accept about yourself and to understand that that's actually how it went down. And I had to stare that truth in the face and then I had to pull it in. I had to pull it in and I had to accept it, accept the truth as my story. This is my story. And I had to take a really good hard look at it and it was uncomfortable and it was sad. And there was a process that I had to go through of just being really sad about it and like, ugh. Like, uh, this is my story. But in, an, in accepting it, again, I was able to reclaim it um, and rewrite it and access my own unique power in a totally new way. And we have to do that. There's areas I, you know, I, I could give other examples of when And people that I know, I know, you know, people that, you know, just can't call what is what is, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Um, You know, I remember talking to a friend of mine and she was just like, oh my gosh, like, you know, my dad, he's just such a good dad. He's such a good dad. He's such a good dad. And then in the next few sentences, she talked about how he really wasn't ever emotionally available for her and how he really wasn't present and how passive he was and disengaged emotionally for her. But literally, (laughs) a few sentences before, she was just going on and on about how awesome He's such an awesome, he's such a great, she was using these grand words to describe him. And I remember stopping her after she talked about how he was not emotionally available to her. And I said, does that make, like him not being emotionally available, does that make him an awesome dad? Does that make him a great dad? Or does that make him an all right? He he did all right. He's an okay dad. And I remember her sitting back in her chair and just being like, oh, why? Wait, what? What have I been saying? Like, what have I been trying to convince myself of? And we were able to talk about it a little bit and shine some light on the truth. And she had a moment where she was able to stare truth in the face and say, wait a minute, (laughs) he was, he did all right. He was an all right dad. He actually wasn't awesome and great and fabulous and fantastic, right? And she was able to stare truth in the face and then pull it in and accept it for what it was. Listen, our lives, in our lives, people have hurt us. People have, you know, not been awesome, great people. They've been all right. They've been okay. You know, they've had their own set of issues. They have their own set of issues and it hurt, and things that they've done and things that they've said have hurt us. For, for us to create a story about this awesome, amazing person is really not true. And so really taking time 
to evaluate your life and to stare truth in the face. It is another way that we're able to access our power. You can handle the truth. You're strong enough to look truth in its face. You're, you're, you're capable of going toe-to-toe and staring that truth down and pulling it in and accepting it. Whatever those things are in your life, we have to get honest with them because healing doesn't begin until honesty begins. Did you catch that? Healing does not begin in our lives until honesty begins. We have to get honest with ourselves and to call whatever that thing was what it was and stop creating and stop dressing up this truth as if it's not what it was. That was what it was, right? I remember I've talked about this before in other episodes as well, just being in an abusive relationship as a as a preteen, as a teenager, and in my, you know, up until I was about 21, I was in an abusive relationship. It was emotionally abusive and it was physically abusive. And I wasn't able to stare that truth in the face for many, many years because I would say things like, well, I mean, you know, I never had a bruise on my body. I never had a black eye. I knew there was never blood, you know, there was never blood after the shuffle or after the pushing. There was never, you know, he just would shove me or, you know, he would just shake me really hard or grab my arm really hard or throw a cheeseburger in my face. Like, you know, it was toxic. (laughs) That was my famous. I still sometimes say that. It's toxic. You know, we both, we both had issues. And while that's true, we both had issues and it was toxic. The truth is he was abusive. It was an abusive relationship. He was abusive. He was controlling. He would get mad when I try to go out with my girlfriends. He'd demand that I stay home. That is controlling. That is abuse. And for years, I wasn't able to stare that truth in the face. Because if I stared truth in the face and accepted what that truth was, what does that say about me, right? What does that what kind of person allows themselves to go through something like that? What, what kind, who does that say, what does that make me? Who does that say I am, right? And I think that's sometimes why it's hard for us to look at the truth. Because then somehow that becomes a reflection of who we don't want to be or who we wish we weren't or, or we wish we were somebody else, right? It like unveils a part of us that maybe we don't want to own. I don't, I, you know, I never, I, back then I didn't want to own that, that to me that would be weak. That'd be a weak woman, that would allow that to happen. And actually, that's a lie. That's not true. That's not true. And I think that it was hard for me to accept it, to stare it, stare truth in the face because it shined a light on a part of me that I did not like, that I didn't like, that I wish didn't exist. And 
yeah, that sucks. And that's hard. It's like, right. But when I was able to see that abuse for what it was, you know, that quote unquote toxic relationship that he had his issues. I had my issues, you know, I was dressing it up. But once I was able to really look at the truth, which was I was in an abusive relationship, then things begin to shift for me internally. There was a, a, a healing that began in my heart and in my life. There was another, uh, uh, it's almost like an access door, another access door to my power. I was able to rise above that abuse. I was able to understand that um, it doesn't make you a weak person. It doesn't make you... Uh, you know, this doormat that you choose to be this dumb woman, right? Just to make you dumb, right? That I'm not dumb because I went through abuse. I'm a very smart individual. And it, it, it was, I was able to access power. I was able to heal and I was able to rise above it and say, here's the truth of my story, right? I was in an abusive relationship and I got out and I got out. And now I'm able to share that with other women and I'm able to access my power and I'm able to rise. I'm able to, I've been able to heal. Those are a few of my examples of ways that I've had to stare. I've been able to stare truth in its face because again, if we want to be these, um, these powerful, you know, accessing our power, if we want to live a a fulfilling and flourishing life, then we have to stare truth in its face. And it is, as Sansa Stark from Game of Thrones says, it is the most heroic thing. One of the most heroic, heroic things that you can do is stare your truth in its face. Accept it for what it is. And understand that that's where healing is able to be poured into your life is when you make the heroic step to stare your truth in its face. I want to challenge you this week. Get curious about your life. Look at your life. What are some areas that maybe you've been dressing up the truth and making it a lot prettier than what it is? How have you been dressing that up? You know? How have you been pretending um, that that something was something that it wasn't, <laughs> right? How have you been dressing up your truth? What is that you've been dressing up? What is that thing that you've been making it look a lot better than what it was? Is it a relation, past relationship? Is it someone in your life right now that you're really like gassing up? Like, they're amazing, they're amazing, they're amazing. And they're actually not that amazing, you're trying to convince yourself that they're amazing, right? What is it? Is that that failed business venture and you're just like, you know, I just decided to walk away and do something different instead of staring truth in the face and say, you know, it actually didn't work. It didn't work and it failed. I learned a lot. I'm a better person. I'm going to do things different, but I failed. That's the truth. Right, let's stop dressing up our truth and making it pretty and throwing some, you know, mascara on it and a cute little dress. 
let's strip it down and stare it in the face and let's accept it. That's where power lies is when we are able to accept the truth of our lives. That's when we access power. That's when we rise. And that's when we heal. Look at your life this week and stare your truth dead in its face so that you can rise and heal. I want you to have an awesome week and I hope that you tune in next week for episode 15. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to Red Lips and Eye Rolls, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, let me know by leaving a comment and also share it with your girlfriends. You can keep up with me on Instagram and Facebook at Katara McCarty. And you can check out the services that I provide at KatarMcCarty.com. Don't forget, grab your lipstick and rock your life.